1: We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right, sell your car the instant way and get it
0: done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We're going to talk to Mike King. Let's get stuck into our McCafe coffee catch-up for today. There's a few things we are passionate about on this show, and mental health is certainly one. We've spoken about our own journeys at length, and this week in particular those journeys of athletes who haven't been supported during their careers in the wake of Olivia Podmore's tragic passing. Tonight, the Crusaders play Fiji and Drua at home in Christchurch, and if you purchase a ticket to the game against Drua this Friday, you'll get a free ticket to take a mate to footy and for every ticket purchase, Chemist Warehouse will donate ten bucks to I Am Hope Foundation so they can continue their important work they do for young people in the community community. Mike King is a huge advocate for mental health in New Zealand. He is a founder of I Am Hope and he's on the show right now. Morena Mike. the brothers, how are you? Very, very good, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Um Take a take a mate to footy. A little promotion tonight. You're doing with the Crusaders. How'd this come about?
2: Ah, uh, it was a it was definitely a uh, Crusaders and Chemist Warehouse initiative, brother. Um, they just mm. uh, got in contact with us and said that you know we were their chosen charity, and um, we're mighty privileged, bro. You know, as you know, I've had a uh, an association mm. with um, with the Crusaders for a long time, and it's uh, you know. It's a it's a real privilege man, it's a real privilege for them to to have chosen us. And as I've been saying yeah. to people for the last few weeks, who needs government support when you've got the seders on your side? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh morning Mike it's Kimpy mate. Good to good to hear your voice hey. again, brother. Good to hear your voice nice again. To
2: see, nice to hear from you too, bro. Yeah, yeah, Are no you, you I've still been, in Auckland.
1: Yeah, still up here in Tamaki, bro. Um, I'm uh, I'm now kicking it with Izzy on the breakfast show and and said to the boys, you say, let's get the king on. He's got an awesome co pupper that we want to support. So, um, yeah, the, the chemist warehouse, great supporters of ours. Mike, and also the Crusaders, as his as his team, He's one-eyed as he and our and our producer Louis. They're both always <laughs> talking about the Crusaders. But the thing that I really want to talk about is your um, your journey, I guess. And we watched what happened with cycling this week with another government review and the budget coming out yesterday. You know, and and where I was just I you know, had a, just a little bit of a crack at all these reviews and and this wasted money, what could we do if that money was filtered into the right areas like I am hope? what is What are your thoughts on all that?
2: Well, brother, it's, uh, you hit the nail right on the head. I've always been of the opinion, and I've always uh, spoken about this. There is more than enough money in the system, but if you keep throwing it to the same places, you're going to keep getting the same results. Uh, most of it gets eaten up in bureaucracy, and uh, lots of hooey, no dooey, brother. Um, so we're, we're currently, um, at I am hope we run gumbo Friday. We're doing 75% of the entire volume of counseling among youth, uh, as the DHB, 75%. And we do that with a small team of, um, nine people and, uh, you know, and, and, and four of those nine people are on the road speaking in schools all the time. So the job can be done, but it's, uh, Oh, I hate saying this, but it's been run by morons, bro.
1: Mm, yeah, <laughs> and, that, and and
2: and we, we just need
1: to sort it, Mike. And that mm. why isn't it? Why isn't it sort like why isn't it sorted? Just to, like for the layman out there that sees Mike King's face on it all the time, and like the the advocacy for mental health and and the and the fire that it's on at the moment. You know, we've got our kids in desperate need of support, um, especially yeah. in sport. OK, Prof- yep. professionalism, especially in sport. Why is it so? Why are the blinkers up?
2: Bureaucratic arrogance. It's bureaucratic arrogance. So, for example, um, last year I went and saw the Minister of Health to discuss about getting funding for Gumboot Friday. At that time, we had 3,800 counsellors on our books with a two-day um, two turnaround. Uh, he was on the TV that night saying they didn't have enough councillors, uh, and and you know. Everyone blames politicians for everything that's going on, but politicians come and go, the bureaucrats stay the same. We are weighed down with bureaucracy, and when it comes to bureaucracy, they are more concerned about keeping their organization safe and covering their own ass rather than looking after the people. They're so scared of making mistakes. A $2 idea becomes a $2 million idea in one week, so, you know, and... You can you can vote as many politicians in and out as you like, but if the bureaucrats don't go with the with the politicians, you're going to keep getting the same results. And what what other people don't understand, Gimpy, is governments can say we're going to spend 1.9 billion dollars on mental health, but they don't decide who gets it. In other words, Cinder can't go, hey, go and give 500 million dollars of that to gumbo Friday or or 500 million to to John Kirwan. They can only give the money to the um, to the bureaucrats. The bureaucrats decide where it goes. And if you're comfortable that the you know you're giving money to an organisation who's not going to get you into trouble, then you'll give the money to them. And all of those risky people. And, and let's face it, I'm a risk. You know, uh I'm outspoken. I can you know, I can turn on you if you make a mistake. So why would they why would they run the gauntlet and take the risk and give it to me when there are safer options out there? Albeit those safer options don't you know, aren't delivering what they're supposed to be delivering. And
0: yeah, Mike, um, that was to that, eh, that was a bit heavy, eh, bro? That was a bit heavy.
1: Not at all, mate. Uh,
0: it's all good, bro. It's needed, it's needed. I just want to ask you the question, um, we've all had our own struggles, but You'd probably know more, you know, about on the ground. How how much struggle is out there, mate, in between our young, the young generation, and, and what you're experiencing with what you're you're working with.
2: Well, in particular, in the in the sporting field and in the young person field, mm. there is an epidemic of eating disorders coming, man. Um, that, that's the fastest growing. Uh, mental health issue out there for young people uh, and it's the most deadly eating disorders take more lives uh in mental health than any other disorder and there's a wave of it coming you know we've got a whole lot of young people out there who who are constantly being criticized by society, constantly told they're not good enough, constantly being preached to by other people about their about their mistakes, who have no sense of self worth and then when you have no sense of self-worth, you spend a lot of time looking at yourself and going, maybe if I had this, maybe if I looked like this, maybe if I did that, things would be better for me. So um, there needs to be a really strong societal shift and more acceptance of you know of, of our bodies and and who we are, rather than worshiping the 0.1% of the population who you know look like waifs.
1: Yeah. Mate, I can speak about that firsthand, Mike. My daughter's been battling um, an eating disorder uh, in the in the serious bracket for uh, near on a, uh, just over a decade now. It's a really, really sad sickness. No one really knows too much about it in this country. And you're dead right. It's it's getting out of hand. Um, one thing I can say, and I actually, uh, in the last government, sent a letter to the minister uh, in and about the support uh, locally, for my my girl, we couldn't get her the support that she needed, especially through those tough times. Um, yeah. I can I can advocate the the troubles and the and the, the conversation that you're trying to bring to the table, which needs to be heard. I just hope, you know, and and I am hope that when people support the 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 cause, that they actually understand what is actually behind it. Because if we don't, for me, um, get that get that. Um, support where the where the taxpayer dollar goes, basically, when we spend, send our taxpayer dollar to the government. If we don't get it back into the right um, industries and the areas that help us with these eating disorders, then we're just, like you're going to say, we're going to be fighting this uphill battle. And, and the reason we got you on this morning was to talk a little bit, bit about that. And through sport... This may be an avenue, you know, like the chemist warehouse and the Crusaders and the I Am Hope this weekend. I think through sport, Mike, like anything, you can get your message across. Is that is that what you're thinking? Is maybe take a take, let's like tack left and go right. Let's really get our messages out through the the likes of the Crusaders and maybe the likes of the Warriors and and our iconic sports people.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent, brother, and and. In particular, our our netball teams. I mean, if you look at it, look at our beautiful netball teams. The the girls are all shapes and sizes. Um, You know, currently, you know, we've got we've got a group of young people out there that you know do all of their sightseeing online. And I'm not saying that online's a problem. I mean, it's it's there. It's not going to go away. But you know, so there's really. there's this really twisted perspective of what people want. I'll give you an example. I had a uh, mate of mine whose daughters have. has got a major eating disorder, and I uh, took her to Margaret Bridge, and you know she spent two hours there with us, me, her dad, and um, um, Richie Barnett, and and myself. We were down there at Margaret Bridge, and she spent two hours looking at plus size young people who were happy with their life. And, you know, you could actually start to to see a change in her, like, you know, these people are big, but they're all happy. What's happening, you know? Um, And it's because they're just... You know, they are who they are, they accept who they are. Um, as for the eating disorders then, bro, I'm the same as you. My my girl's going through the same thing and um the way they treat eating disorders in this country is is really bizarre. They make everything about the food. I remember, you know, we had to have a shared lunch and we had to go and sit down and eat lunch with our daughter. And I'm you know, and and my daughter's eating this lunch and she looked at the council and went <clears throat> you you know it's not really about the food. You know that, eh? If it wasn't the food, it would be alcohol. It could be boys. It could be, you know, why are we making about this about the food? And, you know, so it's almost like, are a um, you know they are a, they're a farm where they're just feeding the animals and you know and fattening them up again uh, rather than dealing with what they're dealing with the behavior rather than what drives the behavior and that's the most annoying thing about our system it's all crisis driven but you're right one hundred percent sport is the answer uh so, you know uh, or part of the answer and getting that message out there that you know we're all the same you know our our big thing and I am hope. As we go into schools and we normalize the biggest problem in mental health, that's an overactive inner critic, that self-talk. We're always putting ourselves down. Everyone's walking around with imposter syndrome, thinking everyone's doing it better than we are. Um, uh, and we're all wearing our perfect mask and pretending we've got our shit together. And, you know, the number one thing we say to kids in school, the first rule of mental health, no one has got their shit together. No one. No one. <laughs> no one. We- we need to stop <laughs> pretending, man. if, if everyone just stop pretending. Yeah. Particularly parents, particularly us, Kempi. Yeah. Particularly us. You know, where kids come home from school, they'll tell you about five things in their day, four amazing ones bad. What do we focus on? What do you mean you failed that math test? I told you Aunt Tess so I you know. All of those <laughs> all all of those little things that we do make life tough for our kids. One of the biggest things kids say to me. When I'm at school and I say, have you talked to their, your parents? And they say no. And the, the number one reason kids don't talk to their parents is because they're scared of disappointing them. Mm. Think about that. They are, mm-hmm. um, I can't disappoint my parents. My parents work two jobs to get where, you know, where we are today. Uh, I, I can't, put, mm-hmm. you know, that my parents love me. They do everything for me. I can't now turn around and say I've got a miserable life because that would be a slap in their face. I don't want to disappoint them. Um, and why do they feel like they're going to disappoint us? Because we never talk about when we have self-doubt. We never talk about, you know, our mental health struggles because why? Our parents, our dad in particular, my dad told me, there are four things to being a man. Protect your family, provide for your family, give your kids a better opportunity than you have, and never show weakness. And those four things, for me, add up to work. That was my job, I had to work, I had to get money. Uh, you know, So I didn't have that that downtime. And when I was home, I was always a staunch bastard, you know? Ah, oh, jeez, I left school when I was six years old, I married your mother when I was eight, I built this factory with my bare hands. <laughs> You know, so of course my kids are sitting there going, I'm never going to be like you. I'm never going to make it. So, you know, since I've started taking off my mask and, you know, and, you know, stop pretending, um, I've got a much better relationship with my kids, you know, and they're willing to talk to me about their issues. Why? Because I'm willing to talk to them about mine. So we all just take off our masks, uh, be a bit Mm -hmm. more human, stop pretending we're all staunching, got our shit together, and just start acting normally.
0: Bang. 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 You hit me right between the eyes there, Mike King. Um, yeah, really, really hit it home, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, you know, you've you got a uh, little
2: girl there, cousin. you got a little girl there, you know, and I've I seen your beautiful little girl. And, you know, you just you mm. give her your heart, bro. You know, tell her when you're broken, you know, and, and, and ask her for her advice. And it's never too young to ask your babies for advice, you know. Daddy did this today, but what do you think? I did this and I think I'm feeling pretty stupid. What should I have done? You got any ideas for me? Now your kids believe that they're part of the solution. Because if you don't do that and they see daddy broken and they say, What's wrong? Did nothing, then automatically they're going to make it about themselves and go, Oh, what did I do to daddy? I must have done something. I must have done something. So, you know. Well, he, here's my kids man, coming
0: brother. in now to give me a hug. They're coming to give me a hug right now. Yeah, good timing, mean, eh? Bro. <laughs> nah, awesome. Mean. Thank you so much, my king. You're a champion. We love what you're doing for everyone out there. And I was going to ask you the question because we're worrying about everyone else. But are you yeah. doing all right?
2: I'm doing all right, blues are <laughs> The Blues are winning.
1: <laughs> the
0: Blues are winning. Yeah, right, that's enough for you. Get off.
1: Ka Get off. <laughs> kite.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks, brother. A um, awesome chat there with Mike King. Wow, powerful as they come. Um, Lifeline, 0800-543-354, available 24-7. The youth line, 0800-376-633, or text 234. They're available 24-7. Or depression helpline, 0800-111-757, or text 4202, available 24-7. And learn more about what Mike and I am Hope are doing. Head to iamhope.org.nz. Bang. Oof. Ah, wow, eh? <laughs> posture syndrome. You
1: have to take a deep. You have take to take a deep off. breath. Oh, look, I uh, I know only too well a lot of that caught it or that he was he was passing through. Um, us then, and have been to some of those dark, dark places. Um, not only personally, but with my with my young girl. And you know, for the life of me, when we when we see someone like Mike King, and I, and I get so angry. Um, coming up with such a simple solution and having so many people support it, you know, his Gumboot Friday his I am hope. Um, um, and and then then at the top echelon, we don't we get the bureaucracy that stops the. I guess the putia from flying through to help him—it uh, really annoys me. But you know, when you listen to him, is he? The guy just makes so much sense, you know. It's, and we—the the biggest part of that one at the at the back end, like stop pretending. Like what a what a we should all have that on our t-shirts. You know mm. what I mean? They should be should put a t-shirt out and say stop pretending. Walk around with it and just say to say to people, you know, that's that's right. Take the mask off. Um, I just, mate, I love the bloke. I think what he's doing, he, he, is, he is New Zealander of the year, mate. He's not New Zealander of the year, he's New Zealander of the decade, mate.
0: Mm, no, I love that. Ken P, I want to come back and have another chat about it. We'll, we'll shoot off and we'll come back shortly. Are hey, you listening to Ken, Izzy and Ken P for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trax deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trax composite decking is low-maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.